For 20 years, Cultural DC has been making space for art. That includes physical spaces like galleries, theaters, and affordable housing for artists, but it also includes making space in the conversation for art. In this brand new episode of the Cultural DC podcast, we sit with three purveyors of DC sneakerhead culture to discuss the impact and future of sneaker collecting and community. Today's discussion is framed against Cultural DC's latest mobile art gallery installation, Overboard by Andy Yoder, an exhibit of over 220 sneakers constructed from recycled and repurposed materials. The installation examines sneakerhead culture and brings attention to the impact of capitalist consumer culture on our environment. Joining our discussion today are DC sneaker enthusiasts Ian Callender, Dominic Adams, and Abdul Fauzi. Ian Callender has been a longtime DC business owner and sneaker purveyor for many years. As founder of Sweet Nation, Ian created events that were conceptual, creative footwear showcases blending music, fashion, food, art, and unique, exclusive sneakers. Today, Ian continues to build community and spaces for culture as co-owner of Sandlot Southeast and Southwest. As co-owner of Somewhere, Dominic Adams has helped build the foundation of modern fashion in Washington, D.C. A third-generation Washingtonian, he is a proud alum of School Without Walls with a career highlighted by time served as general manager of the pioneering sneaker boutique major in Georgetown and founding member of the creative team that birthed communal marketplace, Maketo. To many sneakerheads, Abdul is the guy with all the shoes. Over the last 30 years of amassing an incredible collection of classic and exclusive sneakers, Abdul has built friendships and community around the love of fresh kicks. As a fan of the industry and culture, Abdul can be heard discussing current event topics in sneaker industry regularly on his podcast, What's a Podcast, with his co-hosts, Eddie and Jerome Baker III. Thanks for joining me today, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we've been we've been planning this for a while. Obviously, this exhibition has been in the works for more than a year. We had planned this before the pandemic, but we always knew that we wanted to have this kind of conversation today because certainly this project uh, doesn't just touch on sneakerhead culture. It's, I mean, it's 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 a lot. It's not it's it's more than that. So I think you know today we wanted to bring some like-minded souls together and really dig into this and talk about this um, outside of the context necessarily of the exhibition. And I think that's really cool because I've seen it. I mean, my husband has kind of gotten me into it and it's a little, it's a, it's a slippery slope I get. So <laughs> I'd love for you each to tell me like what your relationship is with sneakers, how you got to where you are today in that relationship. Ian, you want to go? Man, since you called me out. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I know what you're, This is yeah. true, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it started when I was in middle school, high school, just always wanting to be different. Um, I went to Damatha High School. Uh, we wear uniforms, so it's very difficult to delineate differences, except you can wear sneakers coming to school, and then you change into your dirty bucks. Uh, but back then, everybody wanted phones, Jordans, you name it the 150 and up shoes back then they were 150 but i used to go to pg plaza which was like the mecca of sneaker stores because you had like eight sneaker stores in one mall um and i would just get stuff off the clearance rack so a lot of runners uh asics and new balances and some others and then would go to school and they'd be like yo where'd you get those from i was like aha you know not realizing <laughs> that i only spent thirty nine ninety nine on them, <laughs> um, and then it was just a pair of like Jordan trainer wrestling shoes that like just sent it 
over the edge for me and it was like man if if these are so cheap and so rare let me just stick to it and then the internet came on like 99 right when i graduated high school so um just scouring websites shoe trends all these different foreign websites getting like translator websites to like <laughs> get shoes shipped from overseas right. and then just being the one cat with you know silver flight posits and people just saying yo where'd you get those so but, that's kind of how i got into it but it's been a long time since you spent 39.99 on a pair of shoes uh actually no i, I still find some 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 deals oh, here and there yeah you know shops. fat deals and some of those other <laughs> joints where they drop, you know i'm i'm that guy Sure, sure. Abdul, what about you? What's your relationship with sneakers? Um, yeah, my story is a little bit different. I, I grew up in Sierra Leone, West Africa, and uh, I remember watching a movie in 87 or 88 called Police Academy 4. And <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a scene in the movie where there were these kids skateboarding, and they all had on Jordan 1s. And at the time, I had no idea who Michael Jordan was. I knew nothing about basketball. I grew up playing soccer, and and uh, and I actually never owned a pair of Nikes. Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing that shoe and just being mesmerized by the colors. They had the the blue, the royal blue colorway. They had the black and red colorway. And yes. I came to America in 1990, and I started looking for that shoe. And I remember I first found. The 85 Jordans at Sears and I grabbed them wow. for like I think like $29 or like $35 or something like that and being in Baltimore the first shoe I saw when I arrived in America was somebody working at the airport and they had a pair of Air Force Ones on mm. and Baltimore having a history with the Air Force One but I did not know any of this obviously I found all of this out later on but I immediately felt a connection to the Air Force One. I just was like, what is that? Like, this dude is just wearing them working at the airport. And, you know, I'm straight off from the third world. So I know <laughs> nothing about sneakers. You know, I grew up wearing, um, like, McGregor's or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some they don't even have here, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, my, my love for sneakers started at a, at a young age before I even really knew what access to sneakers was so yeah it's come a long way <laughs> so, where is it today? so what's your relationship with sneakers today i i love sneakers man i it's almost uh disturbing because not, not almost not yeah, it's, almost. it's disturbing it's disturbing it's disturbing i i found this out about myself when i was really young that i have an addictive personality right i, I knew around 13 or 14 if there's something i really like I OD on it. So uh, I don't drink because of that reason. Uh, I don't I do not do drugs because of that. But, you know, if there's something I really enjoy, and, and sneakers happen to be one thing that I really liked, and I just, I went full-blown on it. So even up to this day, I mean, you know, I have some, some certain limitations now. I got, a, I got a family and kids, and I got to think about 529 plans and things like that. But at my early days when I was young and didn't have any responsibilities, uh, it was nothing to get about 15, 16 pairs of sneakers a day or in two days. Like, I was I was just going balls to the wall, like crazy. <laughs> so are you buying them to wear now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Also collecting them and putting them on the... 
so so I I, I kind of have a twenty nine later. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> have a love hate relationship with the word collecting because um, I've never thought of myself as a collector. I've never bought anything that's not my size, um, and 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 I, I buy everything with the intention of one day wearing it. And, you know, I might have a lot of pairs that I haven't got to yet, but the intention is that one day I might want to wear this shoe. So I need to have it in my stash. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of the word sneakerhead. I'm not a fan of the word collector because a collector kind of means like somebody who puts puts it up and kind of collects it to stare at it. Or, you know, it's a piece of art. And while they are pieces of art, I, I wear sneakers because I want to break necks. Like I want to have something that nobody else has. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of have like that sort of feeling, like collecting and sneakerhead. Like Same. I don't that's, really. That's, it's maybe it's just age. It, we're just older, right? I think. Yeah. I think yeah. that might also be it. We didn't really grow up with those terms. The generation's so yeah, different now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, social media. And, and, yeah. uh, it wasn't like commerce for us. Right. It wasn't like that, and and you know, it was just more. Uh, it was natural, and and like it was something that we really loved. Yeah. Now you know, you might have somebody buying a pair of sneakers immediately they might flip it like while they were in line like they might be like oh i'm gonna grab this i see the prices this 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 right so there was nothing like that even kids who were reselling back then they were doing it for like 20 30 dollars like it was nothing <laughs> like you'd be on nike talk and grab a pair of sneakers that you missed out on but somebody would be like yo you could just pay for shipping like you know like like things like that were so you know, common give me the next time yeah get me the out. next time yeah. like that was so common that that the the fact that it's commerce today is just still mind blowing to me, you know. Yeah. Or even what they like, it depends. On yeah. What, you know what yeah. he sells for. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. The fact that that these sort of things drive the market is still mind boggling to me. Like I don't I don't even get it. And you know what? Now now you don't really even need to own the shoe. Like some kids are like getting it. If I take the picture of me holding it in my hand and post it on Instagram, that's as good as me owning it. <laughs> Right, NFT like, shoes. like after, I was after. Just gonna say that. Let's, that's, I think yeah. we're on something here. Let's, let's hold that thought for yeah. a second. Because as soon as I post it on Instagram or on social media, that kind of means I own it, right? right. Like yeah. now, the 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 fact that I need to actually wear the shoes, that is gone. Yeah. Like I don't feel, I don't have that feeling anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe it's it's just the age, man. Like for me, I need I need to own the shoes and I need to. When I wear them, I feel I feel different. Real talk. Yeah, John. What about you? Um, I'm trying to think. When did it start? So, like, my parents are pretty young. So, like, you know, they, the, I say, the first hip hop generation. So they always had fresh shell to Adidas, uh, Puma Clyde's, and all that stuff. I remember that. But I remember going to the barber shop in like maybe the late '80s, and I just remember that Saturday morning, dudes with fresh cars and fresh shoes and it was like oh and then the next week you went back and they had different shoes on and different tees and it's like oh this is a thing this is a thing so i was like oh okay cool and i remember the first i'm trying to think the first shoe i had that made a barber go yo shorty where'd you get those and i've been like okay so like now this is a challenge every two (laughs) three weeks yeah i gotta go to the barber shop because i gotta be like the fresh kid that's going to get the adults to be like, aha. I got a stun on know. And I remember just back then, for us, it was because I I grew up um, not too far from where we are. And so, you know, if you can go to Iverson Mall, you were kind of doing something. 
But if you get somebody to drive you to Annapolis or to yeah. Baltimore, then you get some stuff you nobody in that neighborhood saw. And they're like, yo, yeah. everybody got the real ones, but you got the blue. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you know, little do they know, like, somebody just had had to get you to, to, to chill out for Saturday night. So your parents get you up early in the morning so they could tie you out to go to sleep, you know? So, you know, that was that was it for me. And then when I finally got my own money and I could buy what I wanted, yeah. I was like, yo, was man, hard. catching the train to uh, Friendship Heights and uh, Mazza Gallery. But being smart, because again, you know, well, you know, I grew up teenage years in the 90s. So you get on that train. And you know I'm. You gotta I'm make it back home. It. You gotta make it home. Yeah, so I got that's smart. another that's another battle. You gotta Dude, make it home. I would go see two movies. Everybody else, you know, you get back on the block at like seven o'clock. Everybody looking all sad. And I come back with the shoes on. They like yo. I'm like all the guys that take the shoes. They all went home. Yeah. Everybody else got up. You know, eight nine o'clock in the morning. I was up at eight nine o'clock, but I'm gonna stay at the mall all day. I'm gonna wait everybody out. I'm coming home till <laughs> till the lights go off. They like, oh, so you smart? Like, yeah, I I need these shoes. So that became a thing for sure. But how has that evolved now? Because now you have a shop. Now you sell sneakers too, right? Yeah, now now he you takes know, advantage I, of us, people well, like us. No, because <laughs> now, now it's hard. Because like you know, when something really dope comes out, I find joy in really seeing like someone that really really wants something. So sometimes I won't get a shoe in my size because. It's more of a thrill for me to see like the kid that never gets a shoe because he can't win a raffle, because he can't he doesn't have a bot, or like you know he wasn't in time. So I get a true kick out of like sometimes releasing stuff like later in the day and having that guy come in and just go, oh my god, you have these in my size, this is so great, and I'm like, oh man, because I remember that feeling of finding that thing that you wanted so bad, and it it was magic. Because back then, we had to rely on, like, what, uh, the East Bay catalog. East Bay. Yeah. Or you had to have a homie that worked at Foot Locker yeah. or Athlete's Foot City, to show you, like, man. what was coming out, you know. And now, you got the internet. You see stuff two, three years before it drops. So, I get truly, truly excited when someone finds something they just really want and they just love. Like, mm-hmm. that makes me so happy. For sure. Yeah. yeah. go i mean this it's it's a lot i mean I, and we've touched on a couple things about art and i, I want to get into more of the sneakers because i think we all talk i think we're all like the same generation here so the internet all happened for us the every, internet was it and that's what changed everything yeah. the internet the internet changed the game mostly because information started to filter a lot differently yeah like you know you knew based on the community that was on that board in the D in a DC Maryland VA chat on Nike talk, you knew that shoes were going to be delivered to a specific store and the day it was going to be delivered to that store. And the fact that you can go to that store and buy everything, yeah, not one pair. You can buy the whole size run if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. We just didn't really do that a lot unless it was like I remember going to Capitol Plaza Shoe City and just clearing them for all of their Easter Air Force Ones. The first one. <laughs> yeah. Behind leather joints. Smart I just man. I just cleaned them like eight to twelve. Just everything you had. <laughs> so you're that guy. 
he was ahead. He was ahead of his time. But remember, I, you know, sneaker sweet was real because yeah. it was more about the experience and and being the one that everybody came to to get the sneakers. Mm-hmm. So I had people for each of those shoes. All right. It wasn't just like, let me take these off the shelf. But the internet again, like, was so key, so collector. You know what I mean? Like there was some big ones and it was a community you know sneaker collecting or sneakers was a subculture so that that was our network mm-hmm. that was our underground that was our nft back in the day yeah but i would say like that that's one thing you hit it right on the nose with that because like so i was super late to the party with nike talk and i remember discovering it and being like whoa other people like this and being so excited like that it was like a thing and then getting a computer that was fast enough to even go on it because that was not like a thing either. Like yeah. someone's like, get off the phone, I'm on the phone, yeah. you know, I'm trying to get on the internet. It's like, oh man, I just want to look at some shoes, you know. But I remember uh, Pigeon Dump. So I went to college in New Jersey and I used to a lot of times be the only guy that would catch the bus or the train to go over to New York. And I remember having no idea that the Pigeon Dump was happening and walking through the street and seeing this line and being like, oh, this looks interesting, but just having no clue what's happening. Yeah. And then just all the chaos and everything happening and then getting home and figuring out, oh, that's what that's it was. What and being like, oh man, I missed cool. it. you should have just stayed in the line. It would have worked out. But that was the, that was the fun of it. Yeah. And just meeting people. I remember like seeing you guys at lines and having no idea who you guys yeah. were. And then I'd be like, okay, that guy wears this size. This guy wears that size. So if I'm behind him, I'm, I'm okay. You're good. Yeah. But then figuring out the guy in front of me, like, okay, he wears 11, 11 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Wait, like there's three a, of them. Like a math problem. Yeah, now I'm not going to get this shoe because it's like 18 and then, you know, just doing my averages and being, knowing when to like roll out, you know. That was fun. But the internet has made things so different now. Yeah, the internet really changed everything, man. Like, information that we had to scour for and search for and call stores and figure all these things out. Once the internet came around and places like Nike Talk and ISS Forums and all these places started coming around, all that information was right in our fingertips. And I don't, yeah, I don't don't even know how these dudes in these forums, like that DMV forum you were talking about on, on Nike Talk, Man, they had info, inside information. They had, like, numbers. They were like, yo, PG Plaza, this store is getting 36 pairs, and it's going to be this, this, this size. And it was all accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that you ended up becoming friends with so many people through the sneaker community. I mean, it was just a very – it was a small group of us, and especially in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, where, you know, we got our first boutique in – 2006 maybe i think that commonwealth and major opened up around the same time right like kick yeah well, kickballers no, came later no, district 51 was first but you district know. 51 was first I, I, all right yeah. you're right you're right i just i just, yeah. I just, I just put, right. I just put right. that out there because yeah. you know i was a part of that i know you so, were you know i just gotta uh, put that out there. but but you know we, we were just always like like the lost area right like nobody really considered us like you know part of this this game not that we even needed to be but you know it's it's always good to the fact that we got a store so late meant that the rest of the country had counted us out well even that is interesting because i sit in some of these meetings with some of these brands and it's always interesting to me i won't name the brands for yeah. obvious reasons yeah. but name i've them. been in some of these meetings and they've been like well uh dc's not a key market and i'm like what yeah you know like what do you mean like, yeah 
And then I'm like, so what do the numbers say to this? And they're like, yeah, it's true, but we don't consider it to be it's New weird. York or L.A., it's Chicago. Weird. And I'm like, I yeah. mean, but. It's like that with every industry, though, not just sneakers. It's yeah. Wine and spirits, like, you name it, we're not a key to them market. I, I think it's the amount of people. But we have, like, one of the, the arguably the most stable economies, you that's know, true. in the country. That's a fact. That's so a that's fact. just, like, it's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Cause we have, and we have all these great stores, so I don't know what, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it anymore. But yeah, the internet really changed. I mean, I remember, I remember there, there's a, there is or used to be a Nike office in Columbia, Maryland, 7100 Columbia Allegedly. Gateway Drive, right? Allegedly. And and and, and nah, they, would, they, they would, I don't know, I didn't know if it's closed or not, but yeah. they used to be one. 20 years ago or something Coaching. like that and, and yeah and, and they they would have sample sales in there and yeah shout out to coach Tapkis. um but they would have these sample sales in there once a month or whenever it was but all that information was coming through like nike talk like who would have thought that a nike office would open their doors and let people in come out and buy product like that's just like today that's like it's like heaven, right? Like if something like that ever happens, you're like, "Yo, I'm going to heaven." Like, you know, something gonna be in there. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm a size nine, so a lot of samples were size nine. So it was, it it was it was it was it was something that I look forward to. But yeah, I mean, I used to see people in there from, from you know, shout out to Sneaker Man Dan and people like that. Like all these kids that I didn't even really know, but you know, they were in there that I later became friends with. So that it, the internet really did bring us a lot closer, man. But do you think now, like, because you said you talked about community, and I think there was always a community. The community got, it, it changed when the internet happened. But I think now with apps and stuff, has that changed? Like, I feel like with sneakers app and stuff, it's almost changed the community. Like, I wonder if what the community is still like, because yeah. I have this, you know what I mean? Like, it takes yeah. it out of that, and you don't need all of that anymore when you've got one app that does it all well, also you- like values i think weighted differently you mm-hmm. can make someone want something more by just saying that it resells for more mm-hmm. so now it's like what do you really like mm-hmm. or do you really just like the chase and the allure of something you can't have right or do you actually like it or who you saw wearing it mm-hmm. right right like yeah. like what well, the people we looked at, we looked up to like athletes and people like that that influenced us the days of athletes influencing kids is over. It's gone. They're looking to Travis Scott. Right. They're looking to uh, Kanye and, and, and people like that that to to really uh, validate what they're wearing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it is you know athletes are looking to people like Travis. Like mm-hmm. that's what's crazy, you know. Facts. So yeah, athletes are starting to look like Travis. They, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. So, so the days of looking at, at like performance shoes for one, like it's gone. You don't see anybody wearing Nike basketball shoes outside off the court. What like the campaign when we, we were younger, uh, Dan versus Dan. Dan versus Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah, that was a Reebok joint yeah, it was for the for the World Cup. I'm was, sorry, the Olympics. Yeah, they was what the athletes. Yeah, the yeah the athletes. I haven't heard that word since that campaign. <laughs> and it was all about yo. I can run. I can jump. Yeah, Man, ten like, ten events for that Olympics. Neither one of them won yeah. either. I don't even think. I think one one, of them one didn't even qualify. <laughs> yeah. So has it changed then? So you talk about this like this evolution, right? That's happened and this like love of sneakers, and now it's really become this like status symbol. And yeah. I think you can make that same jump with art and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think especially when you even talk about like 
Yeezy and, and Kanye, like those people influencing the art world also, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, talk about it as a status symbol and like kind of what your thoughts on like, is that a thing? I mean, it is a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it what does that is. do for the, the culture, I guess? Because now it's like, you know, who's your source? Like, where are you getting it from? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like every Saturday, 10 a.m., yeah, you know I'm on my sneakers app and I strike out every time and I might text this guy or text Dom, yo, did you get it? Like, nah, I ain't get it. But then on Instagram, like two days later, he got it, and I'm like, bro, where'd you get it from? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's your source? I, man, I get the squeeze so, all the time. So like, and, and I, I can imagine Dom, it. yeah, like, so it's it's I think from a from like that's the part that. <laughs> As someone that loves sneakers, that's where our culture is right now. It's like, all right, well, who's who's giving you these this access? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is it somebody you know? Are you paying way above retail? Right. And that's what most people do now. They just say, you know what? Let me just pay double right. what the retail is just so I can have it. And, and it's a weird spot for a retailer yeah. because I think a lot of times, you know, me personally, I get a lot of people that come in my neck about it, and I'm like, Yo, the shoe was $150. I sold it for $150. I can't get mad because the kid that bought it for $150 charged you $300. That's not on me. Right. That's, Supply that's and demand, business. right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and there's some people that do that, but I just, I think because I come from the cloth of the guys in this room, I, I feel a way about that. Yeah. I don't think that that's right to, like, you know, a store to go on a secondary market or to try to, like, Oh, I do. You want the shoe? All right, cool. You can have it, but give me two hundred more. That's just yeah. not what yeah. I'm right. in it for. That's the part that we don't like about this culture. It's just yeah, the stock X, and, mm-hmm. the, and it's the, easy mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, it's really easy to do it, but it's just not not right. I don't think it's right. Well, it's changed it because it, like, and I think even I mean, you talk about I, I talk about it. I mean, I do the same thing with my friends, and my husband and I will literally be sitting on the couch together, being like, "Who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get it?" And then nobody gets it, and you're like, "What? Like bots are getting it? Like who's <laughs> getting these shoes?" Because yeah. it's not they go somewhere, right? Yeah, and the production changed drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, like back then, shoes used to drop in different parts of the world. You know, you had to. A Canada exclusive, you had a Taiwan exclusive, you had a Euro mm-hmm. exclusives, and then if you knew people in those markets, as we all did, yeah. it was easy at mm-hmm. that point to right. be like, yo, let me get a couple 11s, you know, I'll get some stuff that's coming out here, send it your way, like mm-hmm. retail, it was just a little camaraderie, yeah. um, but then it just, the you know, Nike probably and Jordan just started to to clamp down on the production they said well you know instead of doing you know 40,000 or 100,000 on a SKU let's just do 4,000 or 10,000 on the SKU and now make it super limited to a point where you know and I don't even know what those numbers are for real for real yeah. those numbers might even be skewed as well but even what we're looking at right now like it's always funny because obviously i listen to your show a lot right <laughs> and every week for the past like six months there's been discussion about the dunk yeah and everyone in this room everyone can remember mm-hmm. we used to go to the, the finish line up here at iverson mall yeah and we used to go to the other one out by tyson's like world foot locker and they used to have these dunks on sale for like mm-hmm. 30 bucks right true. so you would get like five or six pairs and you would just sit on them all right cool i'm cool i ain't worried about it then you go to jersey philly new york wherever you at dunks just collect them put them in stats that was the trunk shoe and every now and then you had a fit you broke it out and it was a thing right it's like all right cool 
And now I'm like, yo, I remember some of these joints that's re-releasing. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure I got his beta shoes in the like storage. Like, how is this happening mm-hmm. right now? Like, yeah. what is going on? Because that was a throwaway. Joke, yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. They, they remaking a lot They're of those. retroing all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like at one shot, shoes that were again like Euro exclusives, like the but Celtic. What's making that like? That's what's well, it's just me. like the real estate market, right? Yeah. Every 20 years, it returns, it corrects itself, and then it's back to a certain level. So, the sneakers that we had access to, I'm just waiting for the Espos to just come back out again. <laughs> they're out, they, they're back on. You about to miss the boat again. Oh, yeah, they're coming. They, they coming. That, that boat coming right down yeah. the Lord have mercy. But you know, you, you talk about you brought up Espo, and he's big street artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but what sneakers really did with 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 street artists is is kind of phenomenal because it really taught us like cats from like the inner city and whatnot who some of these artists were right because I, I remember people like before sneakers i had no idea who people like futura and stash and mm-hmm. and even you know I, well, I knew who cause was when he did a collab with nike but but really like eric hayes and all these street artists and and amazing graffiti artists when we learned about them because only because they had sneakers come out with Nike in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Uncle, for example, I'd never heard of Uncle right. in my life. Right. I went back. No, nobody did. And was like, oh, this yeah. is yeah, lit. This yeah, and, yeah, and that was that was the uh, it was the cover art that Futura also did for 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 that shoe. But yeah, I, I think if it wasn't for sneakers, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do our homework. Uh, um, and, and figure out who a lot of these artists were. And this was like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, for our generation, before, when the internet was still young and we were in this small city here, finding out a little bit more about what was happening outside of in the, the rest of the world was just so important. So yeah, I think I think sneakers helped us get there. I'll be honest, because, you know, I had no idea who any of these people were, mm-hmm. you know? So it taught me a lot about art and and, and then, you know, people like Cause had a collab with Nike and, you know, at that time, MF Cause was kind of, what's that? MF Doom. MF Doom yeah. and yeah. Pharrell had a, had a, had a Nike collab. Neptune, and the, ne- the Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, everybody. Yeah. Did. And then, you know, then people that we looked up to in the, in the sneaker community and kind of dabbled also in the music community, people like DJ Clark Ken had a pair that came out, you know, and, I mean, these collabs really with artists and, and the just Rockefeller joint the Rockefeller joints. Well, they Seven. run the spectrum, right? Yeah. So they started like with the street artists. Yeah. But now you've got like Tom Sachs and stuff right. doing like, right. and he's like a super conceptual artist right. and like not a street artist. Right. And, you know, so I think that's what's so interesting to see. And I think that's what's uh, so fascinating about the, the sneaker companies is that they really are starting to, I mean, you know, like that's the nature, right? It's evolving to meet the, you know, customers at different places, right? Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, they're like art in themselves. We know that, right? But I think when you look at some of the collaborations, it's really, it's cool. And I think, like you said, like that, that street art. And I didn't, I didn't realize, I don't think I ever put it together. That's kind of where those started. And even yeah. some of these uh, fashion brands too. Like I feel like a lot of fashion brands that got overlooked like you know you get a collab with a, a popping you know shoe company and now your brand now yeah, has yeah. that exposure where now it's like you know a thing like you know i can remember you know dare i say it like off-white being something that people were like okay i kind of know what it is but don't know what it is and then they do the nike collab and everyone's like 
oh my god have you heard of Virgil like, Virgil's become I a have. household name yeah. <laughs> you know I have yeah like I'm happy my mom knows who that is now. yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure I wore a pair from one day myself I was like you know you have a zip tie on your shoe right yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I have to keep that there they're like no no I think you take that off and I was like no no I'm pretty sure you keep, keep <laughs> <laughs> don't you touch it don't take that off <laughs> well that's also what's changed within Nike as a company right like 15 years ago there's yeah. no way they would have allowed somebody like Virgil to change the shoe as much as he's right. done today right you know making it exposed or doing all kinds of different things like changing the swoosh size or the placement and all these things right, it's their brand yeah that that was something that they would just not allow but but today i think i think they've just you know given given people like virgil so much more leverage to just kind of do his own thing right and, and really express himself on the shoe mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's because, you know, they lost Kanye to Adidas and they were like, yo, we need to just allow people to do what they want. I don't know. Maybe or just the company as a whole changed. Those mm-hmm. people who were in position where they were like, no, we got to keep, you know, this is sacred and the swoosh has to stay where it is. Those people are probably gone. So they I probably have a new new generation of people working there who are like, yeah. yo, this is the guy. Let him do what he wants. I think Nike ID uh, played a factor in that too. Yeah, um, sure. you know Nike ID was probably like two thousand one or, or maybe even later. Well, what was the stadium? Nike Stadium in New York. Two fifty five Elizabeth Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so just allowing people to like customize Nikes, and it started out with just colors. You, you needed an appointment to get yeah. in there. This yeah. is before yeah. it was online. Yeah. I mean, think about how many celebrities that we know now, like Vashti, mm-hmm. the Mike Sherman. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. All these people now started out at, Na- at, at mm-hmm. Nike, yeah. That's guys, you know. Yep, yep. So now you can, and I think All Star too. Like going to the All Star experiences, um, NBA All Star, and, and I remember in, in LA, you know, you had they had the Nike customization. You know, you you could dip dye, you can do literally anything you want, and then at the end of your customization, they took a picture of your shoe that you would then share on social, or whatever. But I felt that it was really just research for them to see what are people doing right. yep. so that they can now invert the swoosh, turn it upside down, because that's what I did on my L.A. shoe. Mm. And now you saw Travis Tra- Scott. Travis bit uh, your idea? In the swoosh. Well, no, I don't think that's it's what, Travis. But mm, I think full it's circle. We get it. Oh, but that's something that, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, Travis, you got some experience. Travis, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Defend yourself. But that's something that I think uh, that, I mean, they're very smart about it. They, they yeah. look at the access that they have and the demand. Yeah. And then people are just so eager to just do whatever. And then next thing you know, it's another market, another product in the market. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting, too, how, like, the world now consumes almost the same way. Because I remember being in, was it Raleigh, North Carolina, like 2005, 2006? I remember going to like a downtown locker room and seeing, remember the ice cream drinks and the lunch pills? Yeah, Pharrell's. They were sitting on the shelf and I saw something way up there, the ones, the little teddy bears and the lipstick drinks. And I said, well, what's up with those? And they go, the girl says, oh, do you like want these? And I said, well, how many do you have? And so she said, well, we got like six of them. I said, who else has them? So these other stores, I said, how much are they? She said, $14.99. So I bought maybe 50 pairs of these shoes. Like, I cleared North Carolina out for these shoes. Came back up here, sold them for like 250 Like, I was lit for like a week. Dang. And I, I couldn't believe it. And now, I think because people have access to so much of the same information and these marketing strategies within that now, 
that could never happen now. You know, they would be like, oh, I know what that is. But she had no idea. Sorry, baby girl. I fleeced you. I apologize. <laughs> but I'm not sorry. I need that money. Well, you look at like Hype Beast and like all these. I mean, it's you can't even if you're yeah. not a sneaker. It's like hard to a you can't oh, hide from it. You yeah. know. And I think that's again, it's like this crossover where I think is so interesting with the art world. And I think you talk about Cause and you talk about Virgil and like these are guys that are like having major museum shows. Like yeah. Cause has a major show right now at the Brooklyn Art Museum. Like so Virgil has, you know, like he's been doing the, the rounds of like major museum shows, you know, and. I think that's so interesting how the art world and I mean, shoes are selling, sneakers are selling at Sotheby's, like in art auctions and yep. other yeah. things. And, yeah. Um, yeah. If you even look at it, speaking of Virgil and museums, I mean, he's dropped sneakers that only dropped at museums. He did a MoMA Air Force One that only dropped at the uh, Metropolitan Art Museum in, in New York. Mm -hmm. He did the MCA joints that dropped at the museum in, in Chicago. He's got one dropping next month a yellow Air Force One dropping at the, what is it, the MFA or something like that in Boston? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that just goes to show you how he's been able to tie in all these all these museums and, you know, the art world with sneakers. Yeah. So people who just art collectors are really going after these shoes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, they see that. I mean, it's like a lot of things. You know, they're investors too, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I mean, that's not to say there aren't collectors out there that are, you know, obviously I'm sure some of them are, passionate about certain things too but there's clearly we've created a market right yeah. and i mean look, well, look at i don't know if the art art collectors are ready to fight with the sneaker collectors that they, they might not know this kind of battle it, 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 <laughs> it is a delicate <laughs> nah, yeah. they don't know what those those sneaker lineups look like yeah nah you gotta you gotta you gotta come correct with at this at the at the sneaker yeah, at the sneaker like lineup the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, to, it's nice and civilized. they're used to people being polite nah yeah. right. you might get a knife pulled on you right. <laughs> maybe that's what the art world needs yeah, though, you, you know shake it up a little yourself. bit um shake it up because it's uh yeah i mean so what does that mean like what do you think then what's the future of sneakers like how does it how does it continue to evolve and like where is it going i mean i think obviously we see these collaborations we see these like like designer collaborations too and i think that's yeah. what's so fascinating is it's like what you said is like these guys that they're the, the brands are letting them come in and like alter the shoes and really change the design and the old doing sneakers is so wild yeah that's crazy like, you know an old luxury brand, you know, mm -hmm. just now putting all of their eggs into this like street sneaker yeah, basket. Street, street and I remember, I mean, I got, I got to give you your props real quick, Ian, because I feel like no one really does this correctly, in my opinion. But I remember when you first started doing Sneaker Suite, I was so excited because I was like, yo, there's a night in DC where I can wear sneakers yeah. to the club and get in and not pay an extra $100 to get through the door. And that was because of your event. Yeah. And so I think that, too, changed people's perceptions because, yo, I can put on a nice outfit. I can even put on a suit and have good shoes on and they not be hard-bottom shoes. And, like, that changed the landscape here forever because that you was not getting in park with no sneakers on. Yeah. It was not happening. I was. Like in New yeah. York, like it's that was funny. like a yeah. thing that celebrities, you know. So like, it's it, why did it take so long? I mean, for I, people to recognize. So legit, like Abdul, like I used to hate this guy, right? <laughs> so love nightclub, love nightclub, 
know, <laughs> or dream, whichever you want to call it. Uh, so Mark Barnes, you know, the owner uh, of, of the club, used to get sneakers from me for his son, right? So he was, you know, a client of mine. The and, plug. The plug. Know, yeah. Right, so I'm the plug. Literally everybody that you can imagine that's of status in the city used to get sneakers from me to give to their kids or whatever the case mm-hmm. was. So, you know, Mark always had this thing where I would be getting shoes for his son, but I couldn't wear the shoes into his club. He just wouldn't allow it, <laughs> right, for whatever reason. So Taz, who was a promoter under Mark, you know, he used to always be at the front door. And we became cool over time, and then eventually he would start letting me in with sneakers, but before he would just give me a hard time. This guy, you know, is cool <laughs> with Taz, right? So there'll be times where I'm in line because, you know, I, I didn't I didn't graduate to, like, getting to the cut line. I still had to wait in the long line to get into the club. <laughs> and hope that it worked out. And hope that it worked out. And then I would just see this guy in shorts and a tee and a hat and some crazy sneakers and hey, Tad, hey, what's up? Hey, go, you know, pull the rope, and he's walking in, and I'm like, mouth <laughs> dropped. And oh, like, oh, but he also he wasn't, but he doesn't drink, so he wasn't gonna buy a bottle. That's yeah, not enough. Like, 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 never. It's like, what am I doing wrong? You know. So I think it, it was those moments that kind of drew us closer back in the day, and then uh, and then Mark just started to let me throw sneaker suite parties at his spots. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, all the club owners were cool. They loved the the vibe, you know, and, and I would bring these big glass cases uh, and put my sneakers in it, and then that was kind of like the art, yeah. very similar to this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's something that um, I, I don't talk about it that much just because it was just another era or moment for me. And I was still working as, you know, an engineer for the Department of Defense. So it was just, it was just fun, you know, but, but I appreciate. You nah, know. We, no, we, we, de- we definitely got to give you your flowers, like, man. You stand in the parking lot. Yeah. Bad, like, I, one of these days I'm going to get in. And then this guy, he come and a hat. That's the first yeah, one. He come in with the so hat. So how'd you do it? Was it just like a confidence game? That, like, why didn't you just roll up and be like. Well, well, I, I've 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 been friends with these guys for mm-hmm. you know now, twenty five, twenty six years, right? Like we were the same age. We grew up together, came up together, and, and it was just I was just out all the time, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it was just one of those things. I you know even in 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 clubs where you had to wear hard bottoms, I was just friends with everybody working there, and they were like, well, he's not going to change. So <laughs> we and you know we got to let him in. So. Yeah, I remember the only time I had a problem with Mark was I went to park and it it might have been the opening night or something like that. And I had on shorts and a T-shirt and he's like, Abdul, not today. He's like, yo, he's like, yo. And he grabbed one of somebody that worked for him. He's like, go to my car and get get a polo shirt out of my, out of his car. And he had a Porsche boxer and somebody went in there and grabbed a brand new polo shirt that he had bought for himself he's like put that on and and he gave me the shirt so i still had on shorts but i put on like a, a ralph Lauren polo shirt on top of it and went into the club but that was the only time he was like yo i just i want to have like i want to look sexy and he always will use words like sexy and shit like that right yeah he's like but but yeah that was the only time he made me put on a shirt 
uh, that he gave me. Actually, I still have that shirt. I need to give it back to him. But gave you his shirt. Yeah, but but See, I don't have that kind of. You know, <laughs> but but Ian, I mean that there was a time when you know you you brought something to the city that we had never seen before, right? Like we had like traveling shows that would come through, like your sneaker pimps and your dunk exchange and things like that. But like creating a night of of like-minded people for our people here, our community here in the DMV. I remember going to like Ibar and you had like artists mm-hmm. doing live paintings. What's my man's name? Demont. Demont. Shout out to him. Yeah, um, yeah and, and you know, everybody, all the stores had kind of promoted it. Ducky was in there. Underdog was in there. You know, all the Commonwealth guys were in there. Like it was, it was amazing to have something like that in, in our backyard, yeah, like, it, right? Like some that nobody else had ever done before created. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. A great exhibition of, of sneakers. Um, I remember seeing like the Olympic Air Forces in there and all those colorful sneakers, and I was just like, "Man, Ian you know, did it and right!" You know, and you know, it was crazy. We we did it by by theme. So like Nike would drop like the World Cup, yeah, the, forces, sorry, the World Cup, right? That's what I mean. And, and it was at Platinum, I think, or uh, Home. It was at Home, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and we did a party based on that. You know, like we were showing the World Cup games, and then we had the World Cup sneakers, and we had the World Cup tees, like everything kind of filtered around that video games yeah exactly so like you know heineken same way like everything was just in sync with whatever that drop was yeah and also you also had women at your party (laughs) and i thought that that was amazing you know there's like women here and they're like they like shoes and this is great like (laughs) yeah don't think that like women don't play this game like it's true i don't get anything on sneakers either i'm like man like i know i wear a size eight but like you know it's it's not any easier it was it was man y'all taking me back it was it was it was that was a good time it was a good time good time I don't think so we'll now what time. though what's the future i think sneakers. it's i think it's, it's just retro like i got it got to a point where like i have a bunch of shoes that are just sitting in boxes i just break them out every once in a while and just yeah. just wear them and then put them back in a box and get back to my beaters like maybe there's a shoe on occasion and i just like you know let me just you know like the call it you know the last joints the, you know it's just it's i don't think it's gonna be it's not slowing down. Is it just, yeah. it's, it's not, not slowing down. Do you no. think like all this like secondary market and stuff? It's gonna like, keep getting. It's bigger. gonna get worse. And now yeah. there's more it's players. Get worse. Yeah. Now you have because you have bigger the, companies. Yeah, and then you have the old guys that used to make like like the Dior's, the Louis. Um, you have all of these guys that used to do brown shoes that are now doing sneakers. Yeah. And then you have like emerging designers. I mean, that's why I wore these because like this this guy. You know, I don't say wasted away, but worked for years at Puma, and no one checked for him. And he started doing his own thing, and I'm like, this is actually dope, you know? And so now, because before, if you didn't have a Puma, Adidas, a Nike, or a Reebok, or Asics, you just wasn't going to touch it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little bit more comfortable with messing with a brand that I've never heard of yeah. or something new. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, 15 years ago, yeah, you wanted me to wear something that wasn't one of those? Not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the business is just going to keep on getting bigger, right? Like, I think I think what started in, in, in the inner cities that started influencing outside. And, I mean, now, if you go to these sneaker conventions, the, the ages of the attendees is just getting younger and younger, mm-hmm. right? You'll see... 
And they understand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you'll see 10, 11, or 12-year-old kids. And and the crazy thing about it now that is you're seeing parents with them. Yeah. Right? Like, you're seeing parents. They're bringing their parents. And and parents who might not necessarily uh, understand what is even happening. But they're there to kind of support their kids, right? Like, that's that's another thing I think we didn't get with our parents, right? Like, my my parents are are immigrants. and, and, And for them to... I'm also an immigrant, but... You know, for them to be from the third world and understand what was happening with sneakers, mm-hmm. like I couldn't even tell them that I was buying all these sneakers. I had to keep <laughs> stuff stashed at a friend's house, Same. like all over Same. the city, because the value of the dollar just meant so much to them, right? Like they just never understood what I was going through, mm-hmm. and and for for kids nowadays to even be able to express things like that to their parents, I think that's dope. But but that's just to say that the consumer is getting even younger the yeah. consumer they yeah. they kind of understand now that that hey i can make a dollar out of this or i can i can buy this shoe i can flip it i can do this that they got and that other. they got that access now. yeah i mean you, you you just think about the kid who whose mother um worked for nike and he got caught with the reselling scam or i don't know if it's a scam but either way that kid he's now 19 years old and but he started when he was like 16 or maybe 15 and created a company and was was making more money than adults make. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his figures were real. Like he was making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. That's what he was he was he was netting. So like you're going to see more and more off that. Right. Um, but I do think that that people come to stores that that have like Nike accounts. I think that sense of community is kind of disappearing, right? Because I think a store gets gets something and on drop date, people come in and they're excited, but in 15 minutes, it's gone, right? It's sold yeah. out. So the rest of the week, people who are coming in might not necessarily have anything to look forward to unless, you know, like 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 Dom has, has a clothing store as well as sneakers, right? People come in there not just for sneakers. They come in there, they're like, yo, I can get some Japanese stuff that I nobody else in the whole city has, mm-hmm. right? That's different, but but I think you're seeing more of the community with the secondary stores. I like going to the reseller stores and the places like Round Two and Soul Priorities and all these places, and, and because I see sneakers from like my era, and I might there might be a little bit more than than retail and more than I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. But every now and then, man, yeah. I come up on a deal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, on a sneaker yeah. I missed out on or. Or something that I just wanted another pair of, and, and I've become friends with these guys. I feel like that sense of community when I was yeah. going to, to traveling across the country and across the world and making friends with owners and people that worked at sneaker boutiques. I'm starting to get that sort of sense from going to these reseller stores. Like, so I, I think uh, I think that's where the the future really is. You know what I mean? I think that's going to continue to get bigger and bigger, and you, you're seeing. Like hedge funds now investing in sneakers. Yeah. Right? That's not individuals. These are people like buying sneakers as to hold as an investment. Assets. Uh, Kanye's, Assets. Kanye's shoe just sold for $1.8 million or something like that. Yeah. It was yeah, bought by like some sort of like investment company or something like that. But they're using that to just kind of. I was just in Vegas and I saw, what's the place? Urban Necessities? Yeah, Urban Necessities. Called? inside of a mall now right and i watched a line 
Yeah. No lie, of 50 people wait to get yeah. inside of a store. And I said, this might be the biggest sneaker store in the whole world. Yeah, I right think. now, yeah. It's like 25 or 30,000 what, square feet. Where he spent it, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I yeah. couldn't believe it. And my wife Shout out to was happy to go. Yeah. She stood yeah. in the line. She yeah. was happy to, to go inside and look yeah. at it. But what's there? Everything. 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 Have, got, what's what's not tattoo, what's not there? Right. Haircut. If you could get not food, there, you could get it might sneaker-wise, right? If it's like yeah. the biggest sneaker shop, is it the yeah. biggest it's, sneaker shop? I mean, it's the like biggest reseller the store. store. It's all, oh, it's a reseller. Yeah, this it's a reseller shoes. slash consignment store. They have the Supreme pinball machine, the motorcycle. I'm yeah. just like, what is not here? I don't understand. Yeah. But what do you tell the kid that was you? You know, that like grew up wanting those sneakers. Now the kid that just loves it because. They're like for the same reason like you loved them, yeah. right? You wanted yeah. that 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 those blue sneakers when everybody like how do those kids like I tell be, them tough just, fucking luck. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that ship has sailed. <laughs> it's over, buddy. That was the thing for me, like the last like lineup we had, you know, at the shop. Because anyone that was under I think I told y'all that that night. What tripped me out was anybody that was under thirty five didn't get it. And they were like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I need to come to the store tonight to get this shoe. It's like, yes. It's like, so what do I do? It's like, pull up, get the shoe. And they're like, yeah, but like, where do I like put my phone? It's like, you don't. Just You buy the shoe, yeah. I'm going to give it to you tonight. And they're like, yeah, but what time does it go online? I'm like, bro, the whole reason why this is to give you a fair shake at getting what you want. Yeah. And they just don't understand it. Because for them, it's so impossible and it it's the algorithms, yeah. it's the the apps, the bots that... Nobody does strategy. first come, first serve anymore. Not really. Like, you know, no. for like a hyped up shoe, it doesn't happen just because of... There are just so many variables and things that right. could go wrong. I know, right? um, so, I know with James, um, with Amaya, he, he, does, he does do things a little differently, though. Like the friends and family joints, he just dropped the, mm -hmm. the threes. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't set a time or anything. He just dropped it. You know what I mean? Like, dropped them in the oh, store? On, on social and like uh, said, these shoes online. are available he now. Online. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then people just went and and at most too, I think James, you know the, the, the way they do nine. it, <laughs> <laughs> the way that they do it at most, you know, another yeah. store, yeah. Um, they do it like I saw they had a, a at most collectors club but hashtag. Yeah, it's still online, but it's not but like still like some equity there. There's still well, some chance. No, nah, right? so so what they did is they did um for I forgot the it was a P Rod what the what the, uh, the P Rod right and and they did the Atmos Collectors Club hashtag, but then they did like a bingo game where right. they had sixteen cool. blocks, yeah. and then they said, well, if you got uh, SB from the Black Box era, uh, SB from the Teal Box era. A SB P rod and then a SB from the orange box era. Yeah. If you can do a connect four and prove it, you get a chance to, to buy a pair. Those are things like that, that. like that, that, that yeah. brought yeah. joy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, then like even was like with crush does a really fair. Raffle. Yeah. 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 They do. And then even like, so June with his nine, nine twos, yep. right. That was another moment where it was like, damn, these nine, nine twos are dropping tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you either in there or you not. And then cats like bolted to the store and just waited. 
I did. And I didn't, you up. know, I was at Minnesota Avenue. I was in you know, Rhode Island Avenue. But yeah, see. restock was ill, too. Yeah. Like, a couple days later, he was like, yo, this store, this store, this yeah, store. And yeah. it gave them a chance to yeah, get to, and, and then, like, so I called a couple stores, because that's what I used to do. Yeah. Yo, y'all, and they pick up and say, hey, they even called downtown locker room. We don't yeah, have our shipment yet, yeah. but was, <laughs> was it, how can I help you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, I didn't get my first citizen. I don't have them. See, yeah. I actually sent my mother to go get me a pair, though. Even better, man. Even, like, like, Mom Dukes. Because my parents live in Baltimore, and I was like, you know what? Baltimore cats might not necessarily be checking for this shoe because Mm -hmm. it got the DC3 star, Mm -hmm. the red stars on the back, right? Oh, but they were. No, they were, but I was like, it's not as (laughs) crazy. as close to as close to the flag on the shoe. Yeah. That's dope. That's so, dope. so my mom went actually to to Liberty High Shopping Center and grabbed me a pair, like another pair that I wanted for a friend of mine. So, yeah. Putting her to work. Yeah, <laughs> put her to work. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> the, way of, the way of the future. It yeah. Seems like. yeah. Yeah. She was like two hundred dollars. Oh, you didn't tell her the price. Oh God, now I gotta you explain that. You didn't tell her the price. No. How many pairs you got? She uh, was like two hundred dollars. I was like, she's about to. Give everybody in that shop a lecture. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Little does she doing? know, right? I <laughs> she mean, has but... no idea. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows the craziness mm-hmm. now. But as a kid, she didn't. Last thoughts? I mean, just even seeing Andy stuff, you know, here in this shipping container, you know, and just the narrative around this overboard installation, I think, you know, to me, that's the future. It's, it's really creating um conversation through non-traditional mediums and having you know folks like us and just other people share experiences like that's what i look forward to um and i think you know seeing seeing these pieces of art and looking at how some of them replicate the jordan 5 and just knowing the history of jordan 5 and just being a fan of michael jordan you know like we didn't really even much touch on sports but like even sports is different from what it once was like people really used to play the sport to play the sport and now people play the sport for the money and what comes with it um but you know my last thoughts is just being able to still have dialogue with my friends you know what i mean and friends who are also entrepreneurs and also you know have families and their kids are now taking on the baton of of being, you know, sneakerheads. Well, I, you don't like the word sneakerhead. So how do you classify? Wait, what do you call how do you, how do you ca- how do you call Sophia Nadia? What 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 are they considered? Uh, I don't know. Sneaker kids. In- Enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> do they like natural. it or do you just buy them for them and say this is like what you're wearing? I do buy it for them and I do make them wear it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Um, I I I don't want them to like it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't want them. I don't want this to be like something that's important to them. Mm-hmm. I want them to focus on being just good yeah. people and yeah. do well in school. I don't want Grow sneakers or, or, or clothes or things like that to be important mm-hmm. to them. Like it's going to come at some point, yeah. right? Like yeah. they're going to go to high school. They're going to go sure. to middle school. At some point it's going to click in. And even then I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still get joy uh, finding stuff from, like, the 90s and kid sizes. And that, that that rush that I used to get when I was out hunting for sneakers and digging through old warehouses and things like that, I, I kind of get that when I'm out searching for sneakers and kid sizes. I get that from mm-hmm. them. But, 
yeah i mean last thoughts i mean i think i think this is great uh the Jordan 5 has always been really special to me. I came to America in 1990, and that was the shoe that Michael Jordan was wearing in 1990. Um, you know, Will Smith was wearing it on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, you know, just for us in, 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 in this city, I think, uh, you know, I don't think we should ever be left out. You know, I think people like, uh, you know, Wale kind of helped us with, with, you know, he was making, he was a kid from our community and, and loved sneakers as much as, the three of us do and you know we see him at lineups and and out all the time and making songs about sneakers and and make sure he made it cool for rappers to like shoes yeah you know i I think he kind of gets left behind in the conversation sometimes but as far as knowledge goes um in the music business i think it nobody no rapper knows as much about sneakers as wale does and and you know between him and, and dj clark kent i think those two dudes in music they're untouchable when it comes to sneakers like Super hands thanks. down like yeah knowledge wise Wale is off the chain and, and Clark Kent is just on another level like yeah. it's, I, it's just extreme levels I remember we did uh sneaker pimps at DC star uh in 2009 and J Cole in the clips yeah performed before Wale yeah because Wale was that big of a of an artist yeah and and that was when the sneaker culture started to shift from being a subculture to mainstream 2009 2010 2011 era so just the the fact that j cole is now like global star and 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 wale is as well but to see the shift happen you know i have seen some sold out show yeah i remember j cole walking around like by himself during that show like mm-hmm. nobody i think he had just signed to like rock nation or he something at did. the time yeah and, and i ended up going to the that same show the sneaker pimps show in in philly as well and uh kendrick lamar now it, it was still that was the next oh, year it was oh, still right, it was right, still right. like a few dates after the dc show i went to philly and j cole was walking around like like he did not know what the fuck was going on yeah. he's like yo where am i like what's happening right now um but yeah, nah, shout out to Wale and shout out to everybody, like yeah, people like fact. Dom and, and Ian who've put on for the city. You know, um, Dom has had a rich history with, with, with sneakers and, and the retail business here and, you know, now has his own shop. is is just amazing, man. I, I love seeing, you know, uh, this community was, was really built on 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 the influence of, of black and brown men, right? Like, and it's, it's, it's always been something when I've been like, yo, I don't see enough black and brown people in places of power and influence within this community. So, so seeing, you know, Dom having his own store, just really, it, 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 it almost brings a tear to my eye for real. Like, I love it. I love seeing it. Thank you, OG. That's nah, fine. No I doubt. That. That's fine. That. That's such a nice note to end on. But thank you, guys. Dom, did you have thank any you. last words? I don't want to take that away from you. Wear your shoes. That's Wear all I shoes. ask. Yeah, Wear your shoes. Wear like, your like, your is shoes. that word the clock in? The clock yeah, the clock in. I didn't coin that. Wear, yeah. wear your shoes. Wear your shoes. Put it, take them out the box. Like, I love, like, what Atmos, like, on the days they drop shoes, they make the people put it on and mm-hmm. wear them out the door. Wear them out the door. Wear, wear your shoes. Please wear your shoes. Nice. Well, thank you, guys. I thank appreciate you. it.